Radio, you're on the sport. Jack Jolden was with you. Huge happenings in rugby union <clears throat> the last couple of months. I mean, Australia have not gone out of the headlines in this sport, and the Wallabies not have, good headlines. Either. Not not good, no. not at all. Uh, with well, first of all, missing out on the group, uh, getting, not going out of the group stages of the World Cup for the first time ever, and then the whole circus around Eddie Jones and. Well, he's now not at the the helm, and to talk to us all about it, he's one of Australia's greatest ever rugby union players, the inventor of the goose step, and that's David Campisi. G'day, Campo. Afternoon, guys. How are you going? Well, not too bad. Well, welcome, welcome back to Australia. You've been over in France, of course, covering the the World Cup. Um, firstly, how, how was that experience? Yeah, look, I've been through every World Cup, mate. So it's um, you know, it's just. I think it's just good to see, you know, when you see these top top teams play. Um, my wife, Lara, is a South African, so you can imagine who they're all barricking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yes, but uh, yeah, it's mate. It was it was actually good games because they were close, you know. There wasn't like I suppose the only quarter final was the um, obviously All Blacks uh, Argentina, but the rest after that, or so semi sorry, and the rest after that was pretty easy. So. Look, you know, I think it was a great standard towards the end, you know, and um, as you mentioned, Australia, the first time ever, never got that far. But I noticed today that the uh, McLennan, the chairman, arrived home. He still stayed over there and, you know, he said that we were better than three years ago, so I don't think he knows much about rugby at all. <laughs> <laughs> David, it's uh, it was here... Um how are we going to fix Australian rugby at the moment? Um, yeah, we've just... We... I, think, I think that, you know, I mean, I speak, even on, in Singapore, some guy says, what, what are we going to do? And, mate, the fish rots from the head down, not tail up. Yeah. So why, why are the guys who made all the bad decisions still there? You tell me. Well, well that's the problem. If you have, if you're still there, mate, it's still going to happen. Yeah. So we just need an overhaul. We just need people in there who love the game. Um, who actually love the game and, and understand the game. Um, I was told by, uh, I won't say who, but I was told by a, a member of the New South Wales Rugby Union uh, that they were over in France and uh, they got back around the 12th of October and that person rang me and said, oh, just to let you know, she, he and um, they didn't really mention names, but they said that um, one of the member, one of the board members, all their concern was that we didn't have a war cry. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I feel like so in a game... You can understand that's if that's the problem. Mm. If, they, if that's what the Irish people are worried about, we are in big poo. <laughs> David, do you feel there's a lack of talent or, or do you feel it's just the debacle with the coaching ranks and the upper... I don't think it's a lack of talent. I just think that the game's changed so much, you know. Um, Eddie had all rugby league... Coaches, they've never played rugby union finals or grand finals or World Cups. I mean, there's no counter-attack. We can't counter-attack. We used to be one of the best counter-attacking teams in the world. You know, the way the Ellers played, Chris Latham, Matt Burke, Stevie Larkin, Joe Roffs, you know, all those guys, they were unbelievable talent. We can't do that anymore because we've got these rugby league people who have got no idea about our game who come across and... You saw Australia, you know, and I said to my wife, every time uh, Australia played Wales, Callaway, the fullback, I said he'll get, he'll just run straight, he just runs straight into the opposition, like rugby league. Mm. Yeah. 
What's I mean, how frustrating is it for a guy who loves it like you do, and you're you're obviously a champion of the game, one of the you know the country's greatest players. How, how frustrating is it to see all this and for it to all unfold in front of your eyes, and and just be sort of helpless in a way. Well, it's fr- very frustrating because you know we we did it in the amateur era. You know we we loved the game, and that's why I think it's better. It was different. We played some good style of rugby. Once you become professional, people, you know, it's more about the money. It's not about playing, you know. And my attitude's always been professionalism's your attitude, it's not the money. If you play for the money, you're there for the wrong reason. If you've got the right attitude, you're there for the right reason. So it has been very, very frustrating there. Um, being on, uh, I was on a cruise with Alan Jones and we talked to the, the, the public, the guys on the boat uh, before the games and the questions they asked. You know, and it's just giving a bit of knowledge what, what I look for as a player and Alan as a coach. Um, just to give them an insight into, you know, the actual game because you can go to a rugby game and sit there and watch it and go, this is really good, but not knowing exactly why things happened or the stress that these players get under. And, you know, it's just very, very frustrating when you see football's going well. Uh, you had the rugby league, the Aussie rules a couple of weeks ago. And you've got rugby, and uh, I, I think my wife said there was a, a tavern in the Gold Coast that was promoting the uh, the rugby league, and the uh, the rugby rugby World Cup final was on the same night. <laughs> so it just shows you the priorities of people in Australia at the moment. Uh, David, if we go into the uh, refereeing, obviously we're down in Melbourne and AFL state, we get talking about the umpires a fair bit, but uh, Union has a a kind of different uh, approach to the referees and, and how hard is it to referee a game of union? Yeah, mate, if you, look, you know, I, I played Aussie Rules as a kid. I mean, that was when I was like 12, 13, 14. Um, I don't think the laws have changed since then, have they? The laws Sorry. don't change in Aussie Rules, do they? Oh, every five minutes. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, yeah. Yeah, like what? So you tell me, what, what I, these are the rules, I, the laws or the rules. <laughs> you can't tackle above the shoulder. You can't tackle below the waist. Um you got to bounce the ball every 10 metres or bounce the ball or pass, whatever, and that's it. Yeah. No, really, no, that, that's the game. That's why it goes so quick. In rugby, mate, it's, it's a nightmare. You've got to referee. So if we three were referees, we all know the laws, we'll look at the same law, but we'll all have different interpretations. Yeah. So that's the problem with our game. It, it's, just, it's just so complicated. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot about the referee, about Sam Kane getting a yellow, then a red. Mate, you know, unfortunately, in 2011, um, the, the Welsh played New Zealand at Eden Park and five minutes in the game, the Welsh guy gets red carded. Yep. Yeah. So it happens, you know, so you've got to get on. But I, I thought this, the Springboks played uh, defensively really well. But you can just see the passion and the pride of these guys, you know. If you have a look, I don't know if you guys go on the social media, but you have a look at all the South African stuff. When they get back to the airport, the people, mm. the whole country's behind them. You know, they're, 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 they've got these little kids running around with all the names like the Springbok players, you know. Uh, like in Australia, we've got nothing like that. No. I, we didn't even see Australia come home, probably because only Eddie came home by himself. But no one else came to see us. Were you surprised when they... We've lost, we've lost so much. And to me, it's got to go from the board, mate. Some, if they don't go, mate, nothing's going to change, which is really, really sad. Yeah, were you surprised by Eddie um, pulling the pin and his reason? What was that, sorry? Were you surprised by Eddie pulling the pin and his reason 
as to why? I just think, unfortunately, Eddie came out to Australia not really understanding what situation we were in, um, you know, and the way he treated the, the journos at the airport and the way he treated people in press conferences. Um, you have a look at, I think they did a, a comparison to the, uh, the Collingwood coach and the uh, Nathan Cleary, the uh, Panthers coach. I mean, they're quiet guys. They get on and do the job. They don't blame the players. Um, you know, Eddie was about Eddie, unfortunately. And I didn't think it really went down well, especially when we didn't perform, you know? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, if they came to you and said, uh, it's just got to be quick here because we're running out of time, but just if they said, uh, David, we need a name. We need, we need a coach. Who, who's, the, yeah. who's the first pick for you? Oh, mate, it's very difficult because we haven't got anyone at the moment. <laughs> That's a no, around the world. Let's just let's just take your well, pick. Well, the thing is, mate, you don't want another Kiwi. We, we, we're Australian. <laughs> we don't need a foreigner. We've just got to have a system here that we can use local players, local coaches. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys around. Um, you know, it's it's very hard to see what's going to happen. We've got Stevie Larkin uh, in the Brumbies. Uh, uh, we've got... Uh, who have we got? Well, the other, other coaches are pretty young and pretty new, so... The, we just need someone who understands Australian rugby and understands the way we want to play yeah. and give guys the skills. Yeah. And we've got to entertain. If we don't entertain, we're going to struggle. Well, we need more people like you. You entertain. Yes, we need more people like you out there, Campo. Uh, that's for sure. Hey, we've got to leave it there, mate. Uh, really appreciate you giving us some of your time. Um, no good luck with what's next, and hopefully we can stay in touch and get you on soon. Definitely, mate. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. David Campisi there.